Hello and welcome to the Pulsation podcast coming from the New Wolsey Theatre as part of Pulse 18 Festival. My name is Dave and I've been speaking to some of the acts who showcased their work here in Suffolk over the week. In this podcast I met with the writer and musician Tim and director Tanuja from Sleep Dogs in Bristol. They had just finished setting up their equipment at the top bar at the New Wolsey Theatre where they were soon to play a few tracks from their show that they have in development, A Million Tiny Glitches. Again, this is quite a tech-heavy chat and there is much talk of using digital technologies, but we also talk about the writing processes, work-art balance and the current creative scene in Bristol. There may be some bad language, but enjoy. Hello, I am here with Sleep Dogs, Tanuja and Tim, and they're here at Pulse 18 with their performance of A Million Tiny Glitches, and you're playing in the bar tonight, it's a scratch session, and uh, would you be able to tell us a little bit about the piece you're just about to perform, please? So, we are developing an electronic musical, uh, and what we're testing out today is we're, we're just testing out some of the songs that we've written in a gig context rather than a kind of performative one. And the theme of the piece is grief. It kind of draws on the fact that we've had, we've both had some kind of quite close bereavements over the last five or six years. And um, what felt really important for us as we were kind of going through those experiences was uh, the support we had from friends to just kind of sit with those very difficult emotions in a way that wasn't hidden away and um, was kind of social. And it felt like being able to create more of those spaces for more people to sit with those complicated emotions would be a kind of useful, could be a valuable thing to kind of put in the world. So what stage are you at with the development? How long have you been making this for? Well, it always takes us a long time to make work. And we started work on this about a year ago Just, here in yeah. Ipswich actually oh, okay. so New Aussie yeah. and yeah. Bristol Ferment commissioned the R&D so we spent a couple of weeks here last year yeah uh, working on working on a few songs working with some great performers and looking at sort of like movement direction around them all that kind of thing so yeah a lot of the stuff that we'll be playing tonight was was written here just you know last year mm-hmm. okay June last year and so you're going to sort of add actors into it eventually for the finished piece but um, yeah. currently you're just working yeah. on the songs here at the moment how do you go about incorporating uh, actors into the narrative of of the, the grief that's sort of it's based on so we started out with a very simple basic story proposition which was the idea of three friends one of whom dies and leaving these these two other close friends of the three behind, as it were. Mm. And one of those friends kind of recedes into his own grief in a very internal way. He sort of create he creates a city right. from from like sort of memories of the woman who's gone. He sort of literally creates a space that he then inhabits and and in some ways controls. And then his friend, who has been left behind not only by the woman who's gone, but by you know the, this guy retreating into this space, she goes looking for him. Okay. And so that's the that's the very very basic basis of this story that we're looking at. And we've been inspired in this by 
by kind of um, by kind of an emotional drive rather than a particularly logical one. Yeah. So it sounds a bit abstract in some ways, and and parts of it are. We're sort of taking influences from um, some kind of offbeat, like sort of indie filmmakers, people like Jim Jarmusch, stuff like that. Okay. So that's that's the that's the very very basic template for what we're looking at. I heard a couple of your tunes that you'd put up onto SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, what was the SoundCloud account? Is it Sleep Dogs? Yeah. It yeah, is yeah, Sleep yeah, Dogs, yeah. isn't it? The first tune was sort of quite bassy and uh, not brutalist, but like really heavy, <laughs> yeah, heavy yeah. sort of bass driven music. And I was immediately drawn to it as like, yeah, okay, these guys are into the sort of thing that I'm into. So this is uh, so the name uh, Million Tiny Glitches. Uh, does that reference anything in particular, or is it? sort of a nod to mm-hmm. music or is it a nod to something else could be going yeah. anywhere at the moment Many that one. i mean okay. it's funny with the way yeah. we work on the way we work on projects we very often have like sort of lots of different things in development and sometimes we just have a title and sometimes we wait until that title attaches it's to it so you know attaches to something like a limpet and yeah. let go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in this case a million tiny glitches was around for a while and the possibility of doing a musical was around for a while and eventually they connect in a way that we can't quite put our fingers on but makes sense to us on some level so it could end up being referenced somewhere in the story we just we don't know yet <laughs> yeah I, I did uh, glitch art for a while yeah oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no and then there's the glitch music as well you can really sort of That's fracture right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sort of beats granularly and sort and of yeah. smash them up it could be, yeah. it could be talking place. about a hard drive it could be talking about neurons firing in the brain oh, so yeah. it could all those yeah. different things um, so we're, we don't quite know yet but maybe maybe it'll um, reveal itself eventually so I'm excited about your equipment what what <laughs> <laughs> what do you use? Are you, are you Ableton MIDI sort of controllers things? Yeah, we're, we're pretty much digitally based these days. I mean, we're, we we kind of got lots of different software that we mess around with. And I think when we, uh, one, of the, one of the big inspirations for this was a trip to Sonar a while back, uh, the Sonar Festival in Barcelona. And seeing how different people were using uh, different forms of controllers connected to laptops to do exciting stuff stuff mm. that wasn't just exciting sonically but also had like kind of an aspect of performance a visual aspect yeah where well, it's breaking out and yeah, has yeah. Got yeah. A whole um, other dimension to it so we're so we're, we're sort of we're kind of fascinated by the kind of ghost music that you can find when you when you sort of like keep adding layers to things and keep yeah. going and keep like Get sort of mashing it up until it, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. until there's until there's the heart of whatever was there is still apparent, but the sound around it is incredible. Do you sort of um, plan on using projections and sort of digital technologies in a, in a visual way as well? Yeah, the the whole kind of world of the play around the live performance will be digital animation. Yeah. So um, we're taking a lot of inspiration from kind of graphic novel framings and from anime and we'll be writing well I say we Tim will be writing <laughs> the script using graphic novel templates rather than conventional scripting okay. templates so oh, that we can really way of doing it. integrate mm. yeah, yeah the visual storytelling and then you can also sort of develop that as a something we've given out at the same time or like potentially that's one of the things we yeah. could do I mean the thing the main thing that it's really giving us at the moment is a is a sort of like a sense of of, um, of almost a, a, an economy around image and story yeah. and the mm-hmm. way they work together, it's potentially going to give us a kind of economy of dialogue, yeah. so that whilst the musical might not be sung through completely, you know, any any dialogue there is around it could potentially be. It certainly you, with graphic novel framing, you can't do pages and pages of monologue unless you yeah. unless mm-hmm. you really give it a particular attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah, we're we're um 
we just QR code the images of the songs so that you're like <laughs> literally reading yeah. it and then playing yeah. the music off of it. I yeah. really like the um the in the past few years sort of underground theatre companies and artists in general really have just had access to like incredible uh, resources with digital technologies we discussed a bit about like the dubstep and their mm-hmm. robbing of various programs and mm-hmm. stuff and how those like whole genres of music were sort of made off of that and it's gone a bit more people respect software now and people mm-hmm. do buy it and yeah. it's definitely yeah, gone yeah, yeah, back yeah. a bit it's like oh no we really shouldn't do this <laughs> it's just like to respect the artist and respect the manufacturers and stuff but the, it, we seem to be in a renaissance of being able to express ourselves with laptops and mm-hmm. projectors and really quite crazy stuff in the, that's only really been possible in the past well, 10 years. This is a really important thing for us, this connection between the digital and the emotional mm-hmm. and the connection between technology and the way that we the way that we perceive the world around us. It's felt like using that as a using that as a way into a story about grief feels very apt yeah. because there's these slippery sides to technology to the idea of truth yes. within it. There's these the this sort of like the filters that occur around it and the um, the mediations that occur around yeah. the, the use of uh, the use of digital tech and there, there feels to be something yeah very that, that mirrors the the um, like sort of experiences of grief within that. So we're yeah we're the hoping, way we make yeah. and remake the memories of people and the way That's we. Right. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. So there's a line yeah. in one of the songs we've just recently written, which is, "Are, are, are we the total of the pictures in our timeline?" Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I mean, it does. So it can feel like that. But I don't know. I've, I definitely keep it. Uh, what was it? IFK. <laughs> away from people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, AFK. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah. it. Keep it AFK. But then. That's where bringing people together for theatre makes it's a real thing. You can't escape it being yeah, a real thing. Sort of, yeah. So I mean, but there's an awful like we, we use technology a lot in our work, and an awful lot of the time, what I find like as a director, what I find myself doing is kind of really trying to understand how much or how little performativity we need to see in relation to yeah. that digital stuff. Like, particularly around something like music, for example, where I think there's still in the theatre world, there's still this obsession with this idea of, like, a kind of authenticity. There's a suspicion around yeah. kind of digital music. A lot of the time when you have kind of live music in theatre, it's still very acoustic. It's still all very, yeah. like, you know... Well, this is what I've found with, with the digital technologies is that now that digital... You're getting sounds that cannot be made yeah. anywhere else. So yeah. they have become. So I mean, I sort of got into analog synthesis for mm-hmm. a while, and I still do. I've got like I found myself going back to digital to do what digital did best, which was you know spectral mm-hmm. analyzing, spectral sort of granular mm-hmm. stuff, and then sort yeah, of yeah. Um, uh, wavetables and stuff that is just oh, yeah. not a, no point in doing that in the analog world because it's just it, you can do it so much faster and so much more beautifully and crisp with digital stuff yeah. so I've got my little digital set up set up but, and then hybriding it all and then crossing it between theatre and sort of yeah. art and just I, I like the fact that there are the boundaries are blurring now totally. between and art like forms people you know audiences who are basically people they're like we all kind of we do that in real life we're yes. mixing and matching all the time and so there's kind of like weird obsessions about that I don't know I feel particularly in in sort of the the theatre sector, you get these kind of obsessions with 
whether that's proper theatre or not, or you know, and, and that yeah. kind of thing, and whether people can can deal with you know screens at the same time. Is as, that from like, a, a sort of funding perspective as well? Because like. Uh, I don't know, because funders, I think, are really excited by anything that involves a bit of technology. Okay. But I think that thing of, like, there's a... The, the, I guess the craft around using technology in theatre is still very much developing. Yeah. And theatre is still a very craft-obsessed kind of field. And so you get a lot of people who are, like, experts in theatre. Yeah who don't know how to talk about it so they just look at the way that you do things with tech and they and quite often it's like oh well you're just doing that a bit wrong or that's not going to work yeah when we're actually we're just inventing these new ways of doing things so for example with yeah. with our music one of the things we wanted to do was to was to really be able to use kind of pop music effects to kind of really make it feel like pop music as opposed to our musical yeah which means digital vo- vocal effects that make it hard to hear some of the lyrics sometimes. So we're like, well, we'll caption everything. Looking at you, auto-tune. Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But those are the things that make the the music more familiar to people and easier to take in and own as like pop music in that way. So we're like, well, the digital technology allows us to do that. It also allows us to caption everything. We can build a world that is absolutely like, you know, within... We can build a digital world yeah, to help tell yeah. the story. We don't have to say, oh, this isn't clear in the live space. Let's go back to the way we used to do it. We yeah. can say, let's find a new way to do That's it. That's yeah. For sure. So, we, so we're lucky in the sense that we're, we're, we're from Bristol and we work um, out of a place in Bristol called Pervasive Media Studio, which has a whole bunch of different people working at and the, sort of like the places where... Um, technology and creativity intersect oh brilliant so there are people on the desks next to us in the studio who are working on um like for instance a robot that will pull a pint if you like worthy, attach yourself to it with your worthy mind. goals yeah. wow. so you can so you, you can you can you, you attach electrodes to yourself and it's been a dream of mine <laughs> it's been a dream of mine it's to, possible get, um, to pull a good or a bad pint with it, isn't it? You've yeah, had it is. You've I had a good first one. time I did it, I did it extremely well. But the beer is quite poor. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I just blame the, yeah. blame the beer. But so, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's a great, Bristol's a great place at the moment to be working across, oh, it really across is. different There's a lot platforms. of people there. I've and so, so we've got, we've, we're, we're lucky in the sense that we've got, like, there's a huge amount of inspiration there in terms of lots of people doing, uh, really, really pushing what technology can do in different contexts. And yeah, so... It feels it feels good mm-hmm. to be there, and that's it's been a great inspiration to what, the kind of ideas we've got here. What are the audiences like in Bristol for the stuff that you do? Are you, are you well received? The, there's a lot of people there now. There was a real influx to Bristol <laughs> in the past sort of yeah. fifteen years. I think it's got a really because Bristol's got a really healthy independent kind of making culture. It's very yeah. like there's a there's loads of artists there, so it's very competitive. But mm. there's a kind of I think so there's a, there's a good level of critical dialogue because 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 there, there isn't enough to go around but it it's also very supportive and kind of there's there's a really good um there's a really good desire to just like get loads of stuff done and i think audiences are very adventurous as well when they get to see stuff so we can have festivals like mayfest or in between time doing you know bringing really amazing international work every couple of years and putting it in like spaces and places all over the place like it really unusual things and also there's a real appetite for interdisciplinary stuff so you can kind yeah. of just like mix things up and mm-hmm. that feels really exciting and um, we've kind of had I think again because we make theatre that doesn't tend to look like conventional theatre 
a lot of people, we find a lot of people saying, oh, I did, I, I'm not really a theatre fan, but I yeah. was really into what you did there. Even though I think we make, you know, very much sort of story-led theatre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was a narrative yeah. art, yeah. at least. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's, um, you know, there's, there is... There's a, a lot of challenges in Bristol because of the like, lack of resources, but um, but a lot of opportunity and a really I think you know the kind of the quality of the creative community there is like you've got to up your game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your sort of near future, where are you sort of heading with this? Uh-huh. What sort of your <laughs> what are your goals and intentions? Well, it's- it's all about fundraising at the moment. Yeah. Well, a bit about fundraising, a bit about we're still we're kind of having a lot of conversations with potential collaborators, um, and the hope is that we'll be able to put it into production late next year. Okay. But yeah, Tim and I are always working on multiple projects, and we're quite often you know we work a lot of the time with other people. So we're doing this project together, but we're you know Tim writes a lot for. Radio, so for TV radio, a bit for TV and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and you, you direct other people's work and sound design for other people. Yeah. So, so it kind of it's it, it it sort of weaves in. This, this project will be weaving in and out of others, and that will you know will tend to find that what normally happens in those situations is that ideas rear their ugly head, you know, um, in a non-negotiable way every now and then, yeah. and you have to spend a week working on on music. Yeah, but the idea is really, I think, to the current hunch that we have is that we'll most likely end up writing the script and the songs and perhaps making something that feels a bit like an album to begin with and maybe hooking people in that way which I think is a model they used for Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> I believe it's a model they used for Hamilton as well. Really? Oh, that's okay. So okay. I, that feels like good company. I might yeah. be wrong there, that but feels I believe... Like good Jesus Christ and Hamilton. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Two Um So, yeah... Uh, so that, that's that's the plan, and so yeah, like you say, hopefully to make it next year, that would be great. Cool. Right. Well, you're just about to play in about ten minutes, so <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wish you all the best. Thank you, Tanuja. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, uh, yeah, absolutely pleasure. I can't wait to hear it. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Right. Cheers. Cheers.